Happy New Year and hello, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends. Welcome back to another episode of Multicultural TV Talk, a MediaVillage.com podcast where we bring you interviews with on-screen talent and behind-the-scenes creatives discovering their stories and how they're changing the face of stardom across the media. As always, I am your host, Juan Ayala. Thank you for tuning in. Now, let's get to talking. From the minds of Brooklyn Nine-Nine duo Phil Augusta Jackson and Dan Gore comes NBC's latest hangout comedy, Grand Crew, a new series centered on a group of black 30-somethings in Los Angeles navigating life and love over a nice glass of cab. Joining me today to talk all things about the series is Gracie Mercedes, who plays Faye, a new member of the crew who joins the series in episode two. Gracie, thank you so much for being here. How are you? Oh, thank you for having me. I am so great. Uh, so as many folks I'm sure have caught the first two episodes, the uh, sort of sneak preview that they had last month and that's been on um, Peacock and on Hulu. Um, so congrats on the show. I'm so excited for folks, for the the masses to get to see uh, more of the show. And um, I absolutely love it. One of our other critics, actually, uh, Ainsley Andrade, he wrote a rave review for our website. Oh, yay. <laughs> and uh, it's such a, it's a much needed, lighthearted, hilarious mm -hmm. show that we really need right now. Yeah. Um, it's all the ongoing craziness. Yeah. Um, Lord knows we missed the days where we could get a glass of wine without masking up and uh, I know. <laughs> we have our cards and all of that, you know? <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. On, on our show, you know, the big C is not, <laughs> it's not mentioned. <laughs> uh, so we just. The big C drink. stands for crew. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. So we get to just drink wine and be maskless and it's great. Yeah. So Gracie, you are a woman of many hats. You are an actress, you've been a writer for network TV, you're a fellow podcaster, you've produced your own work. So how did all of that lead to Grand Crew? How did we get here? Oh, wow. Um, it's been a long time coming, if I'm being honest. I, I've always wanted to be an actor, and um, but I was kind of afraid, I think, partly first generation, first to go to college, felt like I needed to have a quote unquote real job and acting just seemed like this 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 crazy idea. And so I worked in a lot of different fields. I, I went to school for broadcast journalism and I worked in news for a little while. I worked in TV production at MTV, um, but it wasn't until like my late twenties, I decided to move to Los Angeles to pursue acting and TV hosting. Um, and the TV hosting stuff started right away. And then I started doing acting, like I was acting in commercials, but you know, acting is hard and it takes a really long time <laughs> to like get representation and get opportunities. And I didn't want to kind of just wait around, you know, um, I didn't want to wait tables either, which I think a lot of actors give up on their dreams because they end up just being miserable waiting tables or having some kind of day job they don't want to have. And so I kind of made a decision that my day jobs were going to be things that I actually enjoyed. And so I, I was styling for a little while. I was a personal shopper. I was a blogger. Um, I kind of did it all. Um, and then about, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago, all that stuff started taking over my life a little too much. And I was like, okay, no, I need to focus on what I came here for. I want to be an actor. And I also always loved writing. And so I just like, dived into like a lot of classes out here in Los Angeles. Um, two classes in particular or two studios that I really resonated with were the BGB studio and IDSA. Um, and so through those studios, I kind of met other like-minded people, like other actors who are multi-hyphenates and who just want to work and who want to create their own stuff and started out doing a web series with my friend Clayton Ferris. Um, and then I started writing on my own. And then that's how I ended up writing for an NBC show called Perfect Harmony. Um, and actually that writing job, the irony of it all is that writing job is what got me 
my theatrical reps at CAA, which then got me like amazing auditions like Grand Crew. And then um, I booked Grand Crew. So it all kind of worked its way out. You know, it took like 10 to 13 years to get here. But, you know, I think the most important thing or the lesson to be learned and what I try to tell people who are like aspiring actors and writers is like, just do it. Like, don't wait for anyone to give you permission. Like, just do stuff, make stuff, find your tribe, find people who also want to make stuff and, and do it. And it's not going to always be good. Like, there's a lot of things I have out there that I'm now like embarrassed by, (laughs) but I just keep (laughs) it out there. Um, because you know, it's a learning curve and you get better the more you do it and you never know what's going to come to you. You know, you never know what's going to fall into your lap if you just like really follow and pursue your passion and work hard. So um, we meet your character, Faye, in episode two of Grand Crew, um, episodes of Wine and Serendipity, when Noah runs into her while at a pole dancing class with the sister Nikki, yeah. and he keeps seeing her everywhere. I, I love this episode. It was so, you know, the whole, the line that Nikki has toward the end, like the failed straight to streaming rom-com <laughs> yeah. mission that he's on. He keeps seeing her everywhere, and he thinks that they're like, it's a sign they're destined to be together. Yeah. And now she's like the latest addition to the crew, and we're still getting to know her a little bit as the show progresses. But what are you looking forward uh, for audiences to learn about Faye? Oh, man. Faye's so fun. And, you know, I think as the season goes on, not only do you learn more about Faye, I think the shows, the episodes just get better and better and funnier and funnier. And I think all of us as actors just really kind of you know, felt like really got grounded into these these characters by mid-season and then towards the end even more so. And so with Faye, you know, there's like a running bit that you just keep finding out really interesting facts about her past. Mm. And in fact, tonight's episode, episode three, um, we really kind of hit the <laughs> hit the nail on the head with this one where you just find all out these all these random facts about Faye and her past. Mm. So that's really exciting. Um, and then you know, Faye's kind of, she's going, she just got through a divorce. So she's kind of learning her, her place in this new like dating world and like how she feels about dating. And there might be a little love interest towards the end of the season. Who knows? I'm not going to give too much away. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun stuff happens. And you also get to see her get closer with Nicole and, and their, their bestie friendship. I love um, from what we saw in episode two as well is how it was more uh, Nikki's destiny that was like that was their meet cute like oh we're gonna be best friends not this other one that we thought was right uh, was initially being set up which i thought was just so clever and the show is so clever just you know on its own like so many of the the character traits like the um the emotional genitalia as they call it quote unquote (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) and and, you know just like the the things that they're um touching on like the black republican and Mm -hmm. and the the masculinity and what that means to men today and all of that like there's so much like poignancy but it's touched in such a lighthearted and relatable way yeah none of it feels preachy because a lot of things can be preachy unfortunately um but i just love the the writing style and and just everyone's performances really Thank you. I mean, that's just a testament to Phil, Phil Augusta Jackson. He is just incredible. And our whole writing staff and Dan Gore, they're, they're just, they're just so funny. Like they're so funny Mm. and they're so smart. Like these are like such intelligent, smart, funny, well-rounded people. And so they really bring our characters to life, you know? Um, And that was my favorite thing about being a part of the show. It's, it's not preachy, but we do tackle issues and it is 
fun and lighthearted and what people I think need right now just to laugh and have a good time and see like black joy and see joy in general. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's really great to be a part of it. And it's also not another show that's kind of um, perpetuating black stereotypes. Like these are very unique characters. These are very diverse characters. You know, not all black people are the same. It's not a, it's not a monolith. And so I think I'm really proud to be a part of the show because of that, because they really show that off in the best way possible. Yeah, and you know, it's it's no secret that now more than ever, representation is increasingly crucial and important. Mm -hmm. Audiences are seeking it out. You know, they can smell, the, the BS meter is like, top yeah. notch they can smell yeah. the bs a mile away they know when they're being pandered to and the show just handles everything so so like you said so smartly it's not just funny but it's smart and it's like witty and clever and you know and with representation increasing across media and film and tv and even in theater and all of that shows like grand crew are definitely moving the needle in the right direction um as a latina what are some changes that you hope to occur in the industry uh, in the near future regarding representation. Yeah, well, it's so funny. This article came out today on this um, outlet called uh, Latinos, latinorebels.com. And they did a great piece. Um, they interviewed me and I didn't really know what they were gonna do with the interview, but it was, uh, it was really, I was really touched by it today because um, they really kind of dive into my experience as an Afro-Latina, especially in Hollywood. Um, on this show in particular, like, you know, Phil has been asked this question multiple times, like, you know, why do you cast an Afro-Latina? And his answer was like, I didn't know she was Afro-Latina, like she had the best tape and then that's why we cast her. Um, but the cool thing was that once he did find out that I was that, you know, the writer's room had spoke about it and they, you know, we talked about it and they're like, you know, we do, we think it'd be cool if Faye is Afro-Latina. We might not be able to get to that in season one because we're just learning about her and all these characters, but hopefully we get a season two and we can explore like, what it's like to be a black Latina because the show is about the black experience and there's different kinds of black experiences. Um, but in general, yeah, in Hollywood, I mean, a big part of why I started writing was just because I felt like there weren't parts out there for me because I, and I never go out for Latina roles because people in Hollywood don't see me as quote unquote looking Latina. And so that was very frustrating to me to be like, great that I can play an African-American or, or a black person, which I am black, but I also want to be able to play what I am, which is Latina. And can we be more open-minded about that and like what that looks like? Um, because that representation does matter. Growing up as a kid, I, you know, I connected more to the, the black women I saw on TV because the Latina women didn't look like me. So, you know, mm -hmm. Lisa Turtle was who I, <laughs> I was looking up to on Saved by the Bell um, because I didn't see anyone else who looked anything near what, what I looked like. It's funny too, on Fresh Prince, I always, um, I love Tatiana Ali, but I didn't know she was Latina. And so in retrospect, I'm like, oh, I guess I did have somebody that I didn't even realize was was also like me. So, yeah. And if you were able to go back and tell your 13 year old self that you'd made it this far, do you think they'd believe you? Oh, my God. No way. <laughs> I mean, I've always I always was a performer as a kid. It's funny. I was like shy outside my house but in my house I was very much a performer and always like performing for my mom and my aunt and my grandma um but you know I I think I definitely had this like shyness about me until probably like my 20s I was like painfully shy until my 20s and then um once I, I started doing theater at NYU even though I didn't go there for acting I went there for journalism but I started just doing like random plays and loved it so much. And, and it was kind of then where I was like, yeah, this has always been inside me. And I've been like, kind of like putting it down. And so mm -hmm. let me just go for it. 
Um, but I also remember being young and watching like award shows and being like so, so in awe of all the actors and like accepting their awards. And so yeah. I think if you told the younger version of me that I would be on a network television show before this is us, which is like my favorite show ever, <laughs> um, that would just be, yeah, crazy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe it. And what advice would you give your 13 year old self? Um, hmm. you know, part of me wants to say like, follow your dreams sooner. But then part of me is like, no, I think I don't regret any decisions I've made and I don't regret my path. And I think I'm actually grateful that this has come to me at later in life at an older mature age where I can kind of handle it. And cause it can be very overwhelming and very like, mm. um, nerve wracking. And, and I don't know if I would have been able to handle all this in my twenties. So I, I'm actually grateful that it happened the way it did and when it did. Gracie, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Uh, again, congrats on the show. I can't wait for folks to see more of it. Where can folks find you on Instagram if they want to give you a follow? Yeah, I'm uh, at Gracie Mercedes. Gracie spelled with an S, so G-R-A-S-I-E-M-E-R-C-E-D-S. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter, though I'm definitely more on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but thank you so much for having me. And, that, and uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Absolutely. And as always, you can all follow us at Media Village Com on Instagram. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to Media Village Podcast to never miss an episode. And don't miss Grand Crew Tuesdays at 8.30 Eastern on NBC and available to stream next day on Peacock and Hulu. I'm Honiala, and you're listening to Multicultural TV Talk.